And we're not talking about Wendy's. <laughs> no, that's right. Although, what's better than a Frosty? Oh, it's like liquid styrofoam, but it, damn, it tastes it good. It really does. You know what? Why is a Frosty so much better than McDonald's milkshake? Because they're both just garbage. I think texture is a part of yeah, it. It's, it's a weird texture. Well, it's so close to soft serve. It's right on the edge. It's right on the edge. It's got a little more ice crystal action going on now. This year, this is a swing and a miss. We we just we're just getting yelled at a lot. Tech in general. <laughs> Not a great year for tech. It's just the getting yelled at a lot. Well, first of all, you, you got I mean, look at what you got. You got Amazon doing The Bachelor, where everybody has I, to audition I, for its love. You know, I, I I'm kinda okay with that process because honestly, frank frankly, without it, it's pretty opaque and and frankly the the fact that cities had a chance to say something yeah, I know, corporations was, travel around it's like oh we're just here for a conference and they're like poking around the city and doing little, it in a very underhanded way so this was cool it was no, open everyone got to publicly debase themselves they ebayed the cities of america yeah it wasn't so great but anyway they did it it sort of hasn't created the warm loving press hit that they were hoping because they split the headquarters into two different places and now they got people i mean new york city is just complaining already because it's what we do it's our sport true and so everyone's just preemptively complaining about amazon as quickly as possible new york city is just like who can get in there and find the most things to complain about as quickly as like rapidly. a cab that's our that's our game. That's our prices. That's right. like when a cab splashes the rain on your shoes. That's right. That's well, New York City. They're gonna have a helipad, you know. So so anyway, you would think this is celebratory. That that didn't happen. No. Then you look back, and again, uh, this was a rough year in terms of the indictment of technology, in terms of how it insinuates our, itself into our lives. Congress. A lot of Congress. Typically, and, the tech companies that go before Congress have like, you know, XR5 technologies. And it's like, why did you put... Yeah. Or uh, Monopoly. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's like, why did you put Skippy peanut butter in, in the Blackbird engine? You know, they're like, yeah, they're like yeah, well, you, know, yeah, you said right. you put fuel Safety in. stuff. Or, or healthcare.gov. There were different healthcare.gov. firms. It was just like, why didn't yeah. you do a good job? But here it was, why are you demolishing the pillars of our society? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and then Mark, Mark Zuckerberg sat on that, that booster seat and said, yeah. I will help you. We're going to work yeah. this out together. Yeah. But dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Do you, so, know, do you know what it reminds me of? And, and we're all guilty, by the way. Let's let's throw that out there, including government, including individuals. I don't think we're all as guilty as Sheryl Sandberg is right now. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I feel yes. like they, they peel off the skin and then there's like another mask underneath and you're like, oh, well, that's the final mask. Yeah. Every time with Facebook, like we're going to find out that no, actually they have put little tiny intelligent cockroaches in your house and yeah. they, they are watching you at all times. There's a, an op-ed in, in the Washington Post. It's some woman, I, I forget her name. She she Essentially the headline was, okay, so you leaned in and now you're in and that didn't mean you get to shit on everything. No, <laughs> it was I essentially know. the lean, lean in. You lean in so far it's planking. It was actually an angry woman saying, you know what, you you were the story and like part of her argument in lean in, by the way, is that they're going to bring a better moral compass <laughs> yeah. to leadership. Yeah. Uh, and here we are. But uh, you know, though, actually, Time Time Magazine called that. I think in 2006 or 2010, they made the man of the year was you. And this year, it really was. <laughs> the, man, the man of the year was your privacy. 
just yeah. getting slowly milked away. What could it be? It could be the thumb. The, the thumb, Facebook the thumb Facebook might be thumb. man of the year. Yeah. Or just, yeah. I mean, you, you, we thought it, we had it all worked out with Snowden and, and it was the government watching us. But it's yeah. everything watching everything. Here's where I think we're all guilty. Imagine walking in, you have a three-year-old and you walk into your bedroom. You haven't seen the kid and in, 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 it's too quiet. If you, anyone who has kids, yeah, if it's a little no, too quiet and they're mm-hmm. three, there's something going on. Okay. You walk into your bedroom and there's lipstick all over the walls all over his face, all over his legs. Yeah. And he just looks up at you. It's so quiet. <laughs> and look, that kid is guilty, right? And you, you, first off, you didn't know that that kid was capable of creating that much destruction. Yeah. So point one, well, Facebook honestly, was... You, you did know, but you just really wanted to sit in the other room and look at your phone for a few minutes. That's what happened, right? We also just wanted to look at the casserole coming out of the oven. Facebook's not a bank. It's not. You put a certain amount of money in a bank, it is insured by the FDIC. The reason for that isn't that the banks are like, hey, let's work together with the yeah. government and make sure we have a good plan here. It's because the banks imploded so many times and, and so many people lost so much money. There needs some oversight. Yeah. But there's oversight. And this is where we're at with this stuff. Like There, there yeah. clearly needs to be some kind of structure here where... If I give you all of my data about all my life and all my friends, correct, correct. you won't sell it to some weird anti-Semitic you know, pressure group. Right. And what you saw was the Times dressed, dressed them down pretty bad. They've been gathering the shit yeah. for six months. Yeah. And this ca- it job. just came out. And this is bad because I don't think it was just about the technology and what it did. It was also about how they scrambled to cover it all up. I no, mean, it's, there were some really important moral inflection points and what they did is they they acted like everyone says big companies act they covered their ass the classic yeah they tried to, they tried to hide what they did and they hired pr yeah. firms in opposition they used their money and power mm-hmm. you know what blows my mind is that they have unlimited social spend they could do anything to fix their pr they're social they could literally <laughs> how do we do social that's the thing they could dump yeah. two billion dollars yeah. worth of messaging onto their own platform just message everyone and, just shower thumbs and smiley you know the, the giggly face Remember they added That's like right. different expressions. Hey, we made a little mistake just, and we want to tell you all about it. And everyone would be like, well, you know, at least they owned up to it. Yeah. And instead they're just hiring like Mephistopheles and son PR agency. <laughs> just some ugly shit. Yeah. Dark PR right. kicked in. So Amazon, Facebook, how Google do this year? You know, Google dodged it a bit. I mean, Larry Page didn't come to the thing, but he was skiing. <laughs> they didn't, no, it wasn't Page, it was uh, Sundar. Pichai, that guy. Okay. That was supposed to go. Right. And then, uh, he didn't show up to the, the Senate thing. But you know what? I got to say, he's like, you know what? This is going to be three days of heat for not showing up and yeah. probably six weeks of heat if we do. And Everybody then, does the calculus yeah. now. Yeah. The, what was the other one? Uh, they killed Google Plus, so that's over. That wasn't. That's not year in review shit, No, Paul. I know. But, well, it is a kind of like the idea that Google could ever compete directly with Facebook is dead. And that's. I think Google's thinking, you know what? We're going to stay in our wheelhouse. They're Google's product line, by the way, their platforms across yeah. Android, yeah, they're, they're photos, Gmail, Drive. I mean, they're just, the they're everywhere. global ecosystem. Uh, Docs and, and, and Sheets are excellent, but they really don't know how to like show 
the list of documents no. in a proper manner. This is a real issue. I, you know, it's bizarre. Well, first of all, document sheets are excellent, and I really enjoy the one to one point five new features that they add every year. Like, <laughs> you'll be like, oh, you know what? I want to do this specific thing in sort of she- in sheets in particular. You're like, oh, there's that one formula I used to do in Excel like ten years ago. They surely they have it by now. Yeah. So they're doing good work, and I feel like it was kind of a quiet year for them. The other kind of thing that I think kind of cropped up and people have been talking more and more about and is uh, screen time. I think it's coming to a head a little bit with kids and just worrying about what it's doing to their brains. There's a lot of dynamics here too, right? Where you've got these giant platform companies that are very, especially advertising driven for the phones, you know, spend more time, engage more, engage more, engage more. And that push, that drive is, is not, You know, it feels like a story arc is repeating itself here around, you know, the industrialization of food was uh, relentless, right? I mean, it was the crackers and the cheese and trans fats and 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 there's pizza that's frozen that when you put in the oven for eight minutes, you get dinner and it was just and then there was this incredible backlash, right? And now everything's artisanal and and even Campbell's soup has to now like use different typography to make it seem like they you know it was packaged down the street. Right. right. So I think there's this reaction to all that efficiency and industrialization that occurred, and I think that's starting to happen in technology right now. I think people are are saying like, you know what? I just want to look at my neighbor's face, Mm -hmm. his their actual face, and I get the appeal and the addiction around this stuff, but there is something very sort of, and I'm using the word organic, not in a food sense, organic about relationships and communication that is just so much more appealing than sort of the the mass production assembly line pumping of thumbs and... Well, this is real. The most meaningful relationships and the most meaningful time in your life is not spent with the device. Sometimes it's wonderful because you can read and research and think. Reading is great. I mean... You know, we talk to my... we The kids talk to, to my mom every week. Uh, but no, I mean, the, the most meaningful time I spend is with people, with my children, here with yeah. you, with this company, with my wife. And yeah. Those are real interactions. They're not improved by mediating them with a screen. Exactly, exactly. And what you worry about are young kids who are... They're, you know, the a strong means of communication for them is Instagram and their status right. on there. And then you've got, and we should talk about it. I think it is a 2018 thing. The explosion of Fortnite. Yeah, it, it, it is really a is phenomena all its own. You so, should talk a little bit about it. So Fortnite is a game, and the way the game works, it, it's actually based uh, or there's a complicated genealogy with Fortnite, but it comes. Uh, from another game and then they mixed in these ideas from player unknowns battlegrounds and the idea is you kind of not uh, sure you're helping people no i know like what you've got is 100 people on an island and only one survives you know it's it's that that's the game multiplayer and you log in and, and you, very social yeah, you play and you talk to your friends and you do little dances um as a character and yeah. this is I don't even know the numbers, but they're just the kind of numbers that you, you, you try it out and you're like, oh, as many people are playing this as are playing all other video games combined. It's, that it's kind a of phenomena. Thing. So you're looking at something that's on the scale, closer to the scale of like YouTube or movies. Like it's a it's phenomena. Just, yeah, it's massive. It's huge. And it's absolutely taken over teenagers. My son uh, learned, he's never seen it, learned all the dances and he now dances as he goes from In room real to life. Room. It's a level of infuriating that I, I can't even tell you. 
Nice to get physical activity going, though. <laughs> you're just like, just get the seltzer. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, you know. <laughs> um, and so, uh, by the way, people spend money. This is not. You don't buy this for 19.95 and you're done. No, this is a juggernaut. I mean, this is just a. This is an economy. Well, how how do you spend money? And to me, the, the parallels between this and like virtual money and Bitcoin. No, and this all is that all real. Is you're, real. You're, you know, you're buying your your upgrades and your clothes and your things yep. and your you know all the various googles that feel really good to people who play the game. It's accessories. Yeah. To this character in the game. You're, but also, you. I think they don't really give you too much of like a game advantage. It's mostly about representation. Like you that's can't, right. You can't that's buy right. your way to success. You have to be a skilled yeah. player. Right. And so... I, I won't... For, I'll never forget when we had Aaron Lammer on the podcast. Uh, I was pressing him on the legitimacy of, of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And I said, but you got to tie it to something, some real value, some natural resource. And he looked at me, he said... Somebody spends ten dollars for a sword on a game. Yeah, and I had nothing to say. No, it's real. I mean, this is a this is just to me Fortnite though. It's not a surprising thing. It's like, oh, okay, that game really caught on. They they got that one mechanic. Yeah. They nailed the aesthetic, and it's got teenagers really excited. It spread yeah. like wildfire, and mm-hmm. it'll eventually peter out. Yeah, and uh, it's just okay. It's it's like a. I mean, there's almost there needs to be a word for like a kind of like a meta or hyper fad, like something that isn't just quite so faddish in that it's not like a you know a crazy skirt that everybody wears for one season. It's, it's not going away in ninety days. No, it's no. not like that, but it is definitely it's that kind of viral dynamic and then it becomes a place to live and, and it's a shared language and a shared experience and it's gonna define the teenage years of the, the kids who are playing. Yeah. So I think that it's it's been a year of... Although we should also point out, by the way, two things, blockchain and machine learning. Blockchain has had... Blockchain hard, kind of shit the bed this not year. Not a great year for the yeah. blockchain. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I think it's... Funky coin and funny coin. It's a rough time. It's a rough time. Here's what I see is that the technology just isn't landing. It's not fast enough. You can't do enough with it. And so unless you're bought into this particular vision... Long term, long term, and these transactions are really meaningful. It's slow to transact. You know, there are some things like Steemit, and there's a few others that are still successful, but they're on islands. They don't, they don't penetrate and connect to the larger economy. And so, you know, going into 2018, everyone was telling us, "No, no, it's going to be okay." And and but we're not seeing many Bitcoin companies coming to us. We're not seeing a lot of traction there. Well, and I mean, it doesn't. Uh, It's still in a confused state. Yeah, Uh, and I think that the the trust level. You need to start to to build and compound trust for a thing to start to leap into audiences that are fine with not understanding all of it. That's right, and they're they're not there yet. And, no, and there's it's a couple too, products where you too can too trade that look pretty good, but it's just yeah. not. I, if you told me, hey, Paul, do you program this? You know, make this. I'm yeah. gonna, I don't want to reach for blockchain technologies first because yeah. they're slow and they're a pain. Yeah. Like unless there's a real motivation. Yeah. And a real specific reason, I'm just not going there. And so what blockchain doesn't do is it is take into account the incredible passivity and indifference of humanity. Yeah. It was able to kind of coast on greed for a while, but now it's got to be Run easier. Out of steam well, it's got to be easier rather yeah. than harder. It's still harder. Uh, that could change. Machine learning is the other big one. That's the 2018 story. If anything, that's probably the technology meta story for 2018. It's it's not something that everybody uses, except actually we all do. We use it all the time, every day on You've our phones. You've got these things in your houses that you're talking to now, right? It's and not just that. you got little special chips on your phone. Like everything. It's everywhere, yeah. That's 
different. Like the fact that data is being interpreted and run through models that are built by programs, but are not programmed directly. So the computer is doing a kind of programming and filtering for you. Yep. That it's taking those inputs and getting smarter with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I've used the 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 this prefix a bunch of times, but it's like the most meta thing that could happen. It's the computer doing computer things based on parameters defined by by programmers, whereas before it all used to be kind of one to one. And so that is, you know, interesting. Yeah, well, it's also, I mean, it's your Google Maps and your and your street directions and your voice recognition and yeah. like all it's these deep. things. We, we could spend a podcast really diving into what that means. I think for a lot of people, machine learning is like, oh my God, they equate it with AI and robots. It's, and not, stuff. Magic. it's it, not magic. It's not magic. It's not magic. And I think it's worth a discussion. It's just pattern recognition at a much faster scale. Yeah. All right. So that's 2018 well, in the world. I think I'd sum it up. I mean, machine learning is, is, is kind of, you know, for me, optimistic, but I think it's a year of suspicion and hesitation towards the impact of tech, whether it well, be you your privacy a, or your attention span. You or, have a political climate and a cultural climate where the worst problems of technology are just amplified. Yeah. You know, the use of a platform like Facebook for propaganda and then the propaganda is racist or anti-Semitic because yeah. of the kind of moment we're in. Yeah. You just see the 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 fracture point so clearly yeah and it sucks like you're just like oh well yeah i guess if if enough bad actors show up this can really be put to evil purposes and then you have you know people who are multi-multi-billionaires saying well we just our job is to democratically connect two billion people and you're like what's this yeah and that sucks like the pr reaction isn't enough when you see your entire culture crumbling and that just that created a really hot painful place where i don't think i also don't think in general silicon valley is is great at owning up to it's just such an optimistic place and there's yeah. so much wonderful stuff happening with machine and learning real and wonderful blockchain. stuff does come out of it but i here's why i am optimistic is generally historically we tend to lunge back splash water on our faces and react well, pretty and aggressively to this stuff and ra- rather than just becoming zombies to it i think there's you're also, seeing that start to happen there's a cultural dialogue where people are like you know basically you've got people in the west coast going regulation is impossible you can never regulate this this is only going to grow you have to get out of the way and there gets to a point where the rest of the world goes no we need some rules here because i can't be sure my children are safe yeah and, and you're seeing that in Europe more aggressively than in the U.S. We'll see it here, too, as time goes on. Because yeah. we, it, if you impinge on people's basic ability to live in a society, like that's, that's, not, the, that's not good for technology. <laughs> not, not good. Not a good thing. <laughs> so there'll be, there'll be changes there. So in, in our world, and we should talk about our 2018, what kind of year did we have? I mean, we had a great year as a company. We had a great year. as is a growth year for Postlight. Um, yep. We continue to grow. We continue to see... It's sort of collective personality and identity take shape. We're kind of stubborn in terms of our views about tech and design and, and whatnot. And I'm I'm proud of that. It's a little confusing to people, but we continue to do well. And that feels good. It, it's worth noting that for Paul and I, we've sort of watched this place kind of grow on its own. We kind of push the ball up the hill and now we we're we're, we're just watching it roll well this is year on three its own, right? and it's and year three and we, it's, we validated uh, the hypothesis is what i would say yes like this is a platform focused shop it does a lot of outreach we have a culture that is internally defined 
we are pretty consistent in terms of who we are, how we represent ourselves to the world, the kind of events that we hold, uh, the kind of values that we put forth. And we have a good and growing client list. And more and more, I find myself not having to convince people that we can do the work or that we should be trusted. People see the client list and they go, okay, yeah, you can do this. And I'm talking to the founders and they, they've put their reputation here. So I, I think we'll, we'll keep talking. Yeah. I'm very proud of how we think about solving problems. Sales for us is really not sales in a classic sense, which is really cool. The people here have sort of made their own place for Paul and I. It's more and more passive in terms of watching Postlight kind of be self-selective. And, it's, and you know, we're, again, we're talking about kind of dry things, but the big change in 2018 is we just have a little more process. Yeah. I we mean, have, we're growing. I think yeah. you, once you grow enough, it, you can't say, hey... Everybody, let's go in a room because you're sales, sales, which is our world, right? Like we meet on Monday and we say, what? who are the clients that we are talking to and who are potential clients? And next steps. And then we meet again on Friday, on Thursday or Friday usually. And, and then we talk it through with next steps. We talk through each relationship and we talk about ways that what are the risks that we see mm-hmm. and how could things get better? And it's, it's dry. It's just corporate stuff. But it really, yeah. I mean, it, you ease into it and it defines your week and it makes us better. Here's here's one thing that's weird, and this is this kind of speaks to the the nature of running an agency. Is the minute you rent you land something of meaningful size, you pause and you worry that that piece of business is too important to the firm and can make too much of an impact. You start to react, and I'll give you a, a clear example. We were very media heavy early on. And we made a conscious effort. It's like, we can't be the media agency only. Sure, we'll do it and we'll do it well, but we got to be more than that. So we made a very concerted effort to move beyond media to other sectors. And then when we landed some really big whales, we were like, okay, congratulations. That was awesome. Shit. That's a lot to hang on one client. This Let's is, diversify. This is real. We have a weekly meeting and there are a few exercises you do. You say, you know, what if that client goes away tomorrow? You know, is the firm safe? Yeah. And if you get any signals, well, you, you don't even want, you don't want like, oh boy, wow, we're going to have to figure that out. You want to see if you take it away that you still have months of salary in the bank and yeah. that you're in a good place. There's a metaphor I love to use because if you think about that, it is very rational to be hesitant in this type of business. It's very rational to be defensive and hesitant. So how do you grow it? Mm-hmm. And I have this analogy that I, I, I really like to use. If you're going real fast in a car and yeah. you're about to hit a turn, your inclination is to slow down. You don't want to go off the cliff. You slow down, mm-hmm. right? But the way I like to think about it is, uh, you ever play those games where you drift? Yeah, sure. Uh, and it's kind of exhilarating. Yeah. What you're essentially doing is not slowing down. You're sort of slamming the wheel to the left, That's right? right. And what happens is you lose a bit of control and you're actually, you can't control the drift. That's physics That's right. doing its thing. And that relinquishing of control is counterintuitive to growing a business, but it is actually how you do it. You, so what you're doing is you're leaning in, you're being aggressive because you're not slowing down. But what you're doing is also relinquishing some control and saying, I know exactly how this is going to end, I think, pretty much, because... I have a sense of how physics works, mm-hmm. but you really are losing control. Uh, and what you're doing is you're saying, I don't want to reduce speed. I want to keep going fast, but I have to give up some of that control to do that. That is one of the trickiest aspects of running a business like this that gives you this level of visibility. Very hard to say, oh, 
I can see fall of 2019. Let's let's be direct with everyone. If you're running this kind of business, you cannot see fall of 2019. No, you can't. You simply cannot. You can't. Yeah, there's nothing here where we can go, oh, you know what? Kick back. We, well, we make wreaths, right? So we better get ready for Christmas. Right. You know, or, you know, we, oh, you know, we want to, we want to diversify. So we should right. make uh, stuffed turkey wall yeah. hangings. Yeah. It's like walking into Dwayne Reed on January 8th. Yeah. And there's Valentine's Day stuff everywhere. That's right. There's none of That's that here. Ba- what, are the, what are the rules of this business, right? First of all, no business gets done in August. That is a rule that we've seen the market mess with us on that. We've landed business and all, but generally but everybody's gone. It's small yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like Agreed. No, nothing large or significant lands in August. Everyone's yeah. out. And the smart thing to do for an agency is probably, you know, like if that's a great time to take your vacation. Instead, what I like to do is sit here and go, nothing's coming in. Yeah. Nothing's We're coming screwed. In. We're totally <laughs> We're in screwed. big trouble. Paranoia is a healthy thing. Could be looking at the ocean. Yeah. But instead yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at my email where there's no email. Yeah. Um, Holidays are usually pretty quiet, but there's always a hum. Somebody's always kind of getting ready for next year. Budgets. Yeah. Uh, Got to get spent. And God then, bless. Then January comes around. Everyone kind of realizes they still have a job. And then by February, usually things heat up a little bit. Yeah. I, I would say mid-January, it starts to animate. It's and, this very reactive calendar yeah. that we live by. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in fact, Europe actually in August actually shuts down. Yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's right? nothing by um, law, I think. So there's that. We can sort of, there's a very broad tea leaf kind of reading. But no, for the most part, it's it's a lot by feel. And that's for me, you ran an agency for years, but for me, that's been the last three years is getting that instinct and kind of knowing what's going to have some forward motion and what isn't. Like sometimes people are coming in and they say, oh, you know, they're trying to figure something out and yeah. you help them. And then, you yeah. know, you, if you're going to hear from them, it'll probably be six months later. Yeah. So just these, that's are th- just, you got to keep the swirl. Paul, tell me about garbage in front of the net. This is an actual sports phrase. That's right. It's a, it's from the sport of hockey. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. You're creating chaos. That's right. You're creating confusion and chaos because it's actually really hard to get. The pads are big on a goalie. And the puck's just going everywhere. And it's just kind of everywhere. Just... And the pads, if that goalie's big and he kind of makes himself a square. Yeah, it's if not he like stands soccer a way. Where, the, where the goalie has to run like 45 minutes to get the ball. And he's got to jump. And you ever see like a goalie tips of his fingers in soccer moving that ball just enough to yeah. get it away from the goal? Hockey's kind of weird, dude. The, the yeah. pads—they're not—they don't look—they look like a robot. So basically, you want to confuse this person. You want to confuse everybody on the other team. The defense yeah. is like, where is it? Where That's right. is it? Where's the park? And then suddenly, and then I, I've been to hockey games, and frankly, I've been in kind of the cheapest seats. Yeah, I can't tell what they see. Everybody's like, Burr! You've no <laughs> everybody idea jumps up, and I just can't make it out. It Rangers was, games are terrifying. Rangers games are wonderful. They're terrifying. To close out this analogy. If you want like, to feel like a dude from Jersey is about to punch you in the wonderful. face. It's wonderful. Yeah, the- it's like if you took the movie Goodfellas and scaled it to a stadium. That's what it's like to go to a Rangers <laughs> It's an aggressive game. place. Yeah. So the... Um, Create chaos. Create as even, much possible let's opportunity. let's be clear. We're not creating chaos. You know what I mean by chaos? What I mean is if you look up and down the pipeline, it's a bunch of 8%. Yeah, that's right. You're, that's what I well, mean. Well, this is this is the big lesson for me of the firm, the, which is that you'd think my job was to deliver software platforms. My job as a co-founder of Postlight is to increase the number of options available to this company. Yeah. 
what options are available to us these days compared to the beginning of 2018? I think we have better uh, we have better outreach. People know a little more about us. We have a new website. The website? So with people, this, this podcast? That's right. We have this podcast. So, I mean, people, we have ways for people to find us that they didn't have before. Yes. We published a white paper, Upgrade, which was written by you. Yes. So, we're, it's storytelling has been a big part of it. And honestly, a lot of it has been just continued close relationships with existing clients. And then mm-hmm. they start to tell their friends. And an HR group that really sharpened its ability to react quickly and recruit and help us find people into PostSite, where in the beginning it was like, post everywhere. Yeah, no, I don't. That is true. Everything that we're doing, we tend to know why and what the goals More are. More grown up. That's right. Yeah. And it feels like uh, the team in general is is connected to the firm and helping drive success into the firm. Yes. And, and that is a great place to be. And uh, honestly, uh, better than I could have ever expected. Like, I think things are going very well. In 2019, we're going to challenge the hell out of this place. Yes. We're going we're gonna to yes. sort of keep putting our foot on the grass, not necessarily just as an agency. We have a lot of big plans. Yes, um, exciting. But we'll exciting announce stuff. those and share them maybe with the rest of the company before we put them on yeah. the podcast. Yes, absolutely. And if you want to hear them, you should probably come work here. Paul, it's been a wonderful journey. While technology is now, there's a lot of suspicion and I'm doubt about wonder- its value. Yeah. There is no suspicion and doubt about Postlight's value. Oh <laughs> my God, what an ad. See that I, move um, right there? I think we've done pretty well. I've wanted to kill you probably about four times this year, which is down from last year, which probably was more like 14. That's a big, if you, that's a trend. That's a strong down. Yeah, no, trend. you're doing really good. Thank you, Paul. That's I'm, I'm, I'm glad the rich that rating, you're the, okay with the me. The little notebook where I write down all the things <laughs> that make me so angry. I'm incredibly proud of what we've pulled off in three years. I am too. I, I and we're sitting at some tables that I wouldn't have expected us to sit at, and I'm yeah. proud of that. So on that note, Postlight, <laughs> hello at postlight.com. Uh, and just, we don't need to pitch Postlight because we kind of pitched Postlight <laughs> yeah, for 12 minutes. Thank you for listening to this we're, very long ad. We're a digital product studio in New York City. We do great technology work and design work. And we some great clients have, have proven that out for us. Goldman Sachs, Vice Media, the Obama Foundation have all been wonderful clients for Postlight. You know, a key thing about this podcast What's that, Paul? It's one of the main ways people get in touch with us. One of the main reasons people get in touch with us. And please keep doing that. That's right. That's right. If you're saying to yourself, should I recommend Postlight to my friend? Just start writing the email. <laughs> Just go ahead. Yeah. We are, Write we, the email. You can cc us at hello at postlight.com. We, are, uh, we yeah. are ready and we love that people who listen and get to know us think that, that we'd be a good match for projects that their friends have and when they get yes. asked for advice. So everyone, we hope you had a good year. We hope you have a great year ahead. And thank you for listening and for joining the party here. Get in touch. Come to an event. It's great when people come in from out of town and come to a post-light event. I love that. It's really great. Like every now and then, uh, we just hired someone who came to an event from Spain. Yes, from out of the country. Pretty which is exciting. Really cool. Yeah. All right. We're out of here. Have a great week and year. That's right. 2019. Here we go. 